Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to this online service. And we have been talking about building our life upon Jesus, the chief cornerstone. And how God helps us to do that is by giving us apostles and prophets, and through them, revelation from heaven uh, comes to us. And through each uh, impartation of truth, there comes the grace of God that is available for us to, uh, to do that. And uh, so that's why we want to honor the Word of God because it is the good and perfect gift from the Father. God, the Father, wants us to be fruitful. He knows what we need. So in the right time, the right season, He sent that good and perfect gift, His Word, to our life. And that's why we want to take the Word of God seriously. And, uh, and last week, we talked about how we are to receive the Word of God. And one important key is that we remember. We remember what God has said. Because if we do not remember, it's as if we have never listened. We have never heard that word. And uh, so now, after we listen, what do we do? The word of God in James 1 verse 22, it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so Deceive yourself. Do what it says. Do what it says. You know, a lot of times we listen and we thought we got it, but we didn't do anything about it. Right? It's as if we have never heard that word because, you know, there's no impact, there's no fruit that comes out of it. So we deceive ourselves because we thought, we got it. We, we, we have the word. But no. The word was released or is released into our life. It's planted into our life. And it is to grow. It is to bring forth fruits by doing, by us responding, acting upon that word. And... Uh, when we do that, when we put it into practice, we are really building our house on Jesus, the chief cornerstone, the solid rock. Jesus himself said it in, in Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So Jesus talked about not just receiving the word, but obeying the word, put it into practice. That's a wise man. Because we are building a solid house that will last, that will stand firm, uh, that is fruitful uh, in the kingdom of God. And the effect of not doing anything about the Word of God doesn't come immediately. It's only revealed in time of testing. It's only revealed at the end of days. So, so that is uh, 
dangerous in a way because sometimes we are living in that self-deception. We do not realize it because we just keep listening to the word, listening to the word, but it doesn't really bring much fruits in our life. And yet we did not take note of that and do anything about it. Okay, so what are we to do when we receive the word? We know we need to put it into practice. Let's see how the book of James tells us in chapter 1, verse 25. James 1, verse 25. He said, But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this. So when we receive the word of God, we need to look at it with intention, with purpose. Because the word of God that is released is spoken with a purpose. God has an intention to speak to us. Not just to give us a good feel. No. It's much deeper than that. God has an intention to, to see that fruits are birthed forth in our life. So we've got to look at it intently. And then it tells us it is the perfect law. It is the perfect law. That means when you obey, when you follow, it will definitely bring results. No doubt about it. It's the perfect law. You do it, you obey it, it blesses you. It brings results. Okay, so this is, this is what God is saying to us. Uh, that if we are not fruitful, that's because we haven't been obeying the word. Right? If we obey the word, definitely it's fruitful because it's the perfect, perfect law. And uh, so when we uh, receive the word, we started to obey for many of us. But for many of us, we did not continue to do it. We may try after a little while. Then we say, oh, it doesn't work because there's no change. But to obey the word of God, the word of God tells us that we are to keep remembering what we have received, what we have heard, and keep doing it. You see, the result doesn't come immediately. It's just like we have planted a seed. We have watered that seed. It takes time to grow. It takes time to see result. It takes time for that fruits to be birthed forth. We know that. So it is in the, in the spirit realm. When we lay hold of that word, when we begin to act and begin to obey the word of God, the Bible tells us we need to keep obeying. Keep obeying. You know, when we do that, he say, he will be blessed in what he does. You know, that's for sure because it's the perfect law. When you obey it, this is what it says and it's a, it, it will come. Okay, so 
So it's important that we keep ourselves in an environment that is conducive so that we will continue to obey, continue to, to follow, continue to do it until it brings forth fruits. Jesus, in the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, verse 22, he tells us this. He said, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. So this person has received the word and he started to obey the word. But be, not before long, you know, worries comes. Why? Because we allow the environment, the negative environment, to influence us rather than look intently at the Word of God. We look at the environment. So, uh, you see, our environment affects our emotion. Yeah, negative environment produces negative emotions. So worries start to come. Have you, have you ever talked to people who are so negative? All they tell you is what cannot be done. What's the problem? You know, they don't talk about how to get it done. They only talk about problems, being very negative. I told my staff, don't come with me. Come to me with just problems. Come with me, uh, come to me with the problem and propose a solution. Think solution rather than just stay on the problem. Right? This is how we grow. This is how we break through. This is how we bear fruits. So we've got to protect ourselves, protect the seed that we have received so that we'll continue to do it until the fruits which is guaranteed, is, is produced, right? So don't allow the negative environment to, to choke us so that we do not produce fruits. It can be, well, it, it's an environment of unbelief and, and, and just being negative. Right, so to do that, you may need to cut off talking to some people. If you realize every time you talk to them, it just drains your emotional energy. It just makes you feel so down and so depressed and so oppressed because you just talk to them. Nothing seems to be, be, be able to be done, right? We need to cut away from this kind of people and this kind of conversation. Otherwise, we'll be affected. You... In the Old Testament, Lot and his family, after separated from, uh, separating from Abram, they went to Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible tells us that Lot, the righteous man, was tormented by the environment, that sinful environment, until he's so weak and so weary. Right? So our environment can really affect us so that so that the, the word of God that we have is being stolen, is being taken away from us. So we took, need to protect ourselves. The other thing that we need to uh, protect ourselves is from the pleasure 
and the deceitfulness of wealth. You know, this appeals to our flesh, the appetites of our flesh. So, uh, so we got to take note of that. It's a deceitfulness of wealth. You know, what wealth seems to be able to bring to us and so we are drawn by it, we are attracted by it, so we begin to depart from focusing on the Word of God that we have received and uh, therefore the effectiveness of that Word is taken away from our life. So look at uh, Isaiah 55, verse 10 and verse 11. He said, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and forest so that it use seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes up from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So when God speaks to us, when He planted that seed into our hearts, into our life, there is a purpose. And He wants to see that fruit, that His purpose is being fulfilled. So, so God used the, the illustration of rain and snow coming down to this earth and, and, and watering the ground as a result, producing fruits. And it says that uh, not, not only it produces fruits for the person who, who uh, needs it, but he said it produces seed for the sower. So God, want not, uh, God does not just want to bless us. He wants to see us reproducing what we have received. He wants to see us... Uh, uh, Create another cycle of blessing and another cycle of blessing. Keep multiplying, right? This is what God wants to see. So we do not want to just limit this word that is being planted into our life, that it bless us. No, we want to see it reproduce, blessing others, blessing others. So, so in order to, to, to do uh, to produce what we need to continue to do it, continue to obey. It's a, not a one-time thing. And that's why Jesus said, you abide in me and I abide in you. Then you will be able to produce fruit and produce much fruit. So Jesus is saying, hey, stay, in, stay with me. Stay in this kind of environment that will help you to produce fruit. Not those negative kind of environment that affects you, that brings you down. But stay with me, right? The environment that Jesus gives us is, a, is an environment of faith and trust, love and peace and, and, and uh, power and strength. This is the kind of environment that God has created for us in His presence, in Jesus so when we stay in this kind of environment, we will be able to continue to do the Word of God, to obey the Word of God. Otherwise, you just start doing. 
and because of the negative environment and, and you are not seeing the fruits yet, you know, after a while we get discouraged. We just give up. We do not want to continue because there's so much problem. There's so much uh, opposition, the negative things happening. But when we stay in the environment that is conducive for fruit bearing, we stay with Jesus and His presence. Even though there are problems, but the, 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 the presence of Jesus overcomes, faith overcomes those challenges and those uh, negative inference that is, that is uh, pounding on us. And that's why the Word of God says the Word from, uh, uh, is the perfect law, perfect law, the truth that we receive. Let me just, just uh, read it to you uh, again. James 1, verse 25. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continue to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, continue to do it, he will be blessed. Okay, so this word that is planted into us is the truth of God, is the perfect law. It is not a set of reasoning that God has given to us, but it's truth that go beyond human reasoning, that takes us into God's miraculous realm. The realm of the impossibility, right? It sets us free, set us free from the limitation that the environment is uh, speaking to us. It set us free to look into the realm of God, the realm of the miraculous, the realm of the supernatural. This truth that is planted in us. You know, in the Old Testament, there was Gideon. This young man. Oh, he was so oppressed by the environment, by what he see and the oppression of the enemy and the defeats of God's people. So he was so negative about everything. But God planted a seed in his life through the angel. The angel came and said, you are a mighty warrior. God is with you. You see, Gideon, need to receive that seed because it's beyond reasoning. He started to reason. He started to say, you know, well, if that's true, you see, he goes down the line of reasoning until he received that word, that revelation as the truth that is planted in him. Then, that's when he had a breakthrough. That's when he enter into his freedom. That's when he is able to not just lead his family, but the whole nation to come against the oppression, to come against the, the enemies and, and, and set them free. Okay, so we can see how powerful is that word, that truth that is planted in us when we obey it. It's a perfect law. It brings freedom. It sets us free from all this uh, limitation that surrounds us and bring us into the realm of God. And the other thing that is important when we talk about receiving the revelation from the apostles and prophets, this apostolic 
revelation bring us into not just fruitfulness, but it helps us to produce first fruits. First fruits. Let's look at it in James 1 verse 18. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. First fruits meaning there'll be many others who will come later. But we are the first one. We are the initial harvest that, uh, that is there. Okay, so when the word of God, the word of truth is planted in us, he said it gives us birth. There's always something new being birthed for. That word we learn is the seed, is the life of God. So when it's planted in us, God wants something to birth forth through that truth, through that seed. And so when we, when we receive the apostolic revelation, the fruits that we bear will be first fruits because the apostles, they are the ones who lay the foundation. They are the ones who received the revelation for others to follow. So this is why the Father's desire, not just for us to be fruitful, but to be the first fruits. You know, first fruit is always precious, is always uh, treasure above all the rest. And, uh, but it comes with a price because when you are in the forefront, people have not seen it, they have not heard it. So there will be a lot of misunderstanding. There will be a lot of attack and accusation and all kinds of things. The enemy doesn't want you to, to bring forth that first foot as well because it will open up the gate for others to, to enter into the blessing of God. So the enemy definitely doesn't want that. But first foot is well-pleasing and acceptable uh, to God. Look at uh, Abel in the Old Testament. Cain and Abel brought sacrifice to worship God. Cain just brings some of the produce from the field and offer it to God. But Abel, in Genesis 4, verse 4, but Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. First fruit of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. So, and then in uh, Exodus 23, verse 19, bring the best of the first fruits of your soil uh, to the house of the Lord your God. So God said, when you worship me, you bring the best. You bring the first fruit because they are, they are most precious, they're acceptable. So, this is what we want. We don't want to be just lagging behind and when everybody enter and then we slowly come to follow. No, we want to be in the forefront. We want to be the one who hears what God is saying and bring a breakthrough in the kingdom of God. That's what we want to do. And uh, Peter when he was in that rooftop, when he was in that trance 
and saw those unclean animals that we talk about. And as a result of that word that was planted into him so that he knows that he's not to call people unclean. So in response to that word, he went to the house of Cornelius and the whole household, the Gentile household, came to know Jesus. And as a result, he opened the gate, he opened the door for other Gentiles to come in to receive salvation. So Cornelius is the first fruit of Peter among the Gentiles believer. And as a result, many other uh, Gentiles like ourselves has now come in. And in our church, sometimes I hear this remark from other people. They say, if Calvary Church can do it, why can't we? You see, so we are producing first food because we're in the forefront and doing what God wants us to do in this day and age. And other people begin to see and realize, hey, it can be done. And now they follow. You see, we are the first fruit that opens the gate for others to break through. Otherwise, they think that it cannot be done, you know, and so on. So, so let us be this kind of apostolic church, apostolic believers, listening to apostolic revelation so that we produce first fruit for the kingdom of God that opens the gate for many other people to, to come into the blessing. And uh, so the key is to receive that truth that is planted in us and begins to do it. Even though the environment uh, may, be, may not be conducive, but we continue, continue, look at that word with intent until that purpose that God sent it up to accomplish is fulfilled before us. I trust that uh, we are encouraged by the word of God and know that we are really in the forefront and we are really receiving words that will bring about first fruit to the Lord. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for releasing apostolic revelation into us, into our life, so that we will bring forth first fruit of the harvest that's acceptable to you and well-pleasing to you. Lord, help us to lay hold of your word with intent to see that purpose being done before us. Help us to protect ourselves and protect the word in a, in a right environment so that we will continue and not give up. Continue to obey your word until we see the fruits being birthed for. And Lord, we also pray that out of obedience to your word, we will lead many others to follow so that many, uh, much fruits are being produced for your kingdom in all that you have entrusted to us. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Bless your people, oh God. Bless every home uh, represented here who listen to your, your, your words this, this evening. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
So God bless you. We will see you again next week. Amen.